Music of the Indians, one of Ireland's many show bands who nightly cruise the country to play in ballrooms here, there and pretty well everywhere. The other night I joined the group on a gig to Court Town Harbour and one of the first things I wanted to know was about their schedule. Who better to ask than Noel Brady, Big Chief Flaming Star? Very hectic. Very hectic. Uh, we've, we've had time, you know, a call place, everybody meets, and at a, a particular place, if we're going to the west of Ireland, it's, it's John's, if we're down in Cork, it's in Chicago, we have particular places, you know. And uh, we meet there at a certain time, and we all get into the minibus, and we take off from there, and we head out. Most of us, the minute we get into the wagon, it's kips. Especially Chris, even if he's driving, he's still kipping. <laughs> Sleep. That, ex- that explains how we didn't all get here tonight. Yeah. Is it a boring life, would you say? No, I love it very much. Mm. Definitely. Love it. If I didn't like it, I'd be out of it. Is the money good? Money's very good, yeah. You walk hard very hard for them. You know, you have a lot of travelling and stuff like that. I wouldn't be so personal as to ask you what you earn yourself, but do people earn much in show bands in general? That's, I couldn't answer that really because I don't know what the show is. I don't know anybody, you know, apart from a, a Monday night football team we have. There's a couple of the Miami and a couple of other bands play together, you know, on a Monday night, started to keep fit. The All-Stars? No, it isn't the All-Stars. Now, Brian plays in the All-Stars. Well, he used to before he broke the leg. But uh, this is just, it's a soccer team, you know. The All-Stars is Gaelic. And do you feel you need to keep fit? With this sort of lifestyle? Well, not fit. I don't need to keep fit uh, in a sense that I swim a lot and I, we play a bit of tennis and a bit of soccer. It's fresh air, really, you need, you know? More so than just to get out of a bit of fresh air. You obviously have a lot of um, catching up on sleep to do. Mm, well, like I say, when we get into the minibus, we, we get a lot of sleep. If we're not driving, we each take a turn and driving 100 miles each. And that's between seven of us, well, six of us at the moment because Brian is out. Do you ever feel like staying at home, especially on a cold winter's night? All the time. (laughs) Nah, I'd like to stay at home. Some nights, when we leave late, if we're playing in Dublin or something like that, it's uh, that kind of a, you know, a night like that when you've got to leave the house late. You're sort of, you're lying in the house, but you're sitting down watching watching telly or having something to eat or a cup of tea or something like that, and you don't feel like going out. But of course you have to, you know, it's the main thing, you have to go out. And what about their kind of dress? It's the beads and the, the headdress. The headdress came from America. It was brought over. Well, we, we normally send away for them. And uh, the gear we just made up. It's put together by original stuff we copied when we started out on the road a couple of years ago. We got original stuff. And this stuff is just a copy of them, only it's orange material. <laughs> and uh, that, that's it. We just put it together, you know. It's sort of a copy. Do you find it a bit cumbersome, isn't it? You know, with all these trolley bags hanging out of your arms and the feathers. To, I've got used to it. After seven years, I've got used to it. They're called his hands. <laughs> the things hanging out of his arm, they're called his hands. I've got used to it by now. Do the girls think you're kind of um, dishy or sexy or anything with I this? I think you'd have to ask them that. <laughs> what do you play? I don't. I do a bit of singing. That's all. I try to do a bit of singing. That's all I do. I don't play anything. He, the Shay player. What do you play, Shay? Well, Shay tries to play trombone and stuff like that. Oh, tennis. <laughs> <laughs>
What else? What kind of a crowd is outside? A crowd? What kind of a crowd is that? I haven't even been in the hall, being honest with you. I haven't been in the Can I get you as well, please? Yeah. Yeah, just, just yeah. Uh, Why aren't you out on stage now? You, you've just put on your makeup. Um, Stripes. Yeah, we don't. Uh, the, the four of the lads start off with uh, a guitar solo and then they go into uh, an Indian war dance and Noel goes on and then I follow on after that. So that's why we're always a little behind the others, you know. Always. A <laughs> little bit behind Big Chief. Yeah, always behind him. We're all in his shadow anyhow, you know. Have you played here before? We have, actually. We were here... Uh, what, about a, month, about a month ago, yeah. About four weeks ago. And uh, we usually do it... Yeah, we usually do it twice in the summer, you know. Um, the second one's usually in August, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're close enough anyhow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do it twice in the summer. What kind of audience have you? Are they mostly locals, or what would you say? No, I'd say a lot of them are campers and people who are down in caravans for their annual fortnight, you know. And we get a fair mixture, you know, older people, younger people, we get them all in, really. You see, the younger ones probably around the stage and the older ones further down, looking for their all-time waltz. But it's all happening outside, so maybe we better go out and take a look. (laughs) Later in the night, at the ballroom in Court Town, I did just that. But in the meantime, I talked to Pauline Byrne, who was in Court Town, away ahead of the minibus with the Indians. His job is road manager. Driving the wagon with the gear which it means that you're not travelling with, um, with the band whatsoever, you know. I have um, our own van, and um, Francis is another fellow who works with me on the van, and we have the gear, and we're responsible to get to the hall, have it set up, and everything working perfectly for a relief band or relief disco, whatever, and um, you, you operate from there, you get down, and you have to do the cash box, and one thing or another, and, you know, any problems or any breakdowns, you have to be able to cover them one way or another, you know. What do you mean you have to do the cash box? Um, well, usually we operate on a percentage of their takings. So, um, therefore, we're entitled to know how many are in, you know, where, when and how. Tickets, what tickets are used, whatever, you know. You've no interest at all, have you, in the music side of things? Uh, very little, very little. Um, dancing, dancing doesn't really interest me. I suppose it's hard for it to interest me, you know, when it becomes a way of life, it becomes work, you know, six nights a week. How, how could it be, you know? That's the way I see it anyway. Would you never feel like getting up on the floor yourself now? Never. Absolutely never. Would you say it's a good life being a road manager? Um, I would. I enjoy it. You know, I have. I've been in it so long, I suppose I enjoy it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It has become a way of life with me. Definitely. You know, I would find it hard to change. My hours, my hours are different, you know. You just, you accept the hours that you live, you know, and work, even though they're much longer than the ordinary day punter. Much, much longer. Why is a road manager needed? Um, it takes the responsibility off the, off the band. The duties they have uh, are confined to stage, and when they come off stage, they can relax, and they have no worries about the gear. If something broke down... They don't have to worry about it for the next night or whatever. That's your worry? That's my worry. That's why I can relax now, I suppose. What's, what's your week like? Any, any week? What's your schedule like? Oh, um, well, you hit the road, we'll say, at um, an average of 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the evening, and you return home 
at an average hour of five o'clock in the morning. And you, depending on what has to be done, for example, today, um, I hit the road at a quarter past nine this morning to, to make the garage. And I spent my day in the garage with the van. That's something that has to be attended to. That's and just as important as the music, in a sense. It, well, it is. I mean, if, if the van is not in, in good nick, good road condition, I mean, you're not going to make the venue. And, I mean, you must get there. The show must go on. Isn't that the story? I wanted to know why the Indians didn't go on stage earlier than midnight. Pauline Byrne told me. The, the crowd are not in, and therefore a band cannot go on stage and play to nobody. People expect the band to be on stage, but if they would only come in to the hall, the band would, would gladly play and go on stage earlier. But it's the people themselves, the dancing people, who are to blame in the long run. Why don't they come in? Why aren't they in listening to you? Where are they? Drinking. Full stop. <laughs> in the meantime, of course, the Indians had put on their makeup, war paint in their case, and costumes, and were up on stage. chance to ask dancers taking a breather what they thought about the dance. Liam Malloy and his wife. Fabulous. In what way? Why do you think it's fabulous? Um, very nice type of music. Um, that's different to the usual groups you get here. Um, you were in England now, weren't you? And you had a different yeah. experience there. Yes, they've changed. We went to see them while they were playing in England and they've changed a good bit since the last time we have seen them. They play much more modern music now than what they did originally. Well, you used to go dancing a long, long time ago. How many years? <laughs> oh, about 15 years ago. Well, we're married nearly 10 years. And, uh, and would, you still, would you still go to a dance for entertainment oh, in yes. preference to anything else? Oh, yes, certainly. Would you? Oh, yeah. You know, to listen to a group like this, we would. Would you travel far to a band normally? Um, I suppose 30, 40 miles, something like that. Yeah. Depending on the group, really. Tell me, um, how do you feel about dancing in general? What do you oh, think I of it? I love dancing. <laughs> I dance every night of the week if I could go. <laughs> it doesn't always be possible to do that, though. What is it about it? You're married now, so it couldn't have the same attractions that it had when you were single. Well, I like going dancing. I like dancing just as a pastime, more or less. You know, I like dancing. I enjoy it very much. So, Where are you from? County Cavan. I'm living in Wexford <laughs> for the last two years. We've been living here. We were in England before. Was it much different in England? Um, I think bands usually play different type of music. You know, in England they play more of country and western type music, you know, variation type of thing, you know, than they do here. They're inclined to play more pop music here, you know, on stage here. You know, so varies from place to place, you know. So, <laughs> I've heard it said that you see an awful lot of young people drunk at dances nowadays. Do you think that's true? As t- 
is, I suppose, in a way, really. You know, it's sad to see them so young, you know, going out. I think the the children, sort of, they're only really young, let out, you know. I think they're too young, really, you know, to enjoy the dance, more or less. You know, they don't understand what it's all about type of thing, you know. <laughs> and dances really don't get underway either until 12 o'clock. Why do you think that is? Well, I suppose the crowds sort of go to the bar or something like that beforehand and then they don't really start to enjoy themselves under a bit of oil. <laughs> One too many. <laughs> um, what do you think of this Indian's head headdress, you know, the gear they wear? Um, they've always had that and I think that looks well. It's a change from the rest of the groups that sort of identifies them. Um, no matter where they go, you know who they are. And there is this comment from a Wicklow girl. I just thought I'd come down to see what the Indians were like. It's, uh, they're quite good. I'd like to come see them again anyway. Tell me, what's your name? Sean Dorn of Ascamore, Gory. What brings you here? The Indians. It's only my first time, but I heard we're a super band. I found out that for myself tonight. With this kind of music, it was natural to ask if dancing has changed much in recent years. Owner of the ballroom in Court Town, PJ Doyle. They're, they're, I think the dancers are much more um, uh, particular now. I think they want uh, better bands and better facilities in the ballrooms, but I, I don't think it has changed very much. The crowds here certainly haven't changed, and the crowds in all my ballrooms haven't changed. There are still very large crowds coming in. What, what are they demanding by way of music? Well, um, I, I vary my um, nights now. I have country nights and uh, pop nights. I, I don't think they want all pop and I don't think they want all country. I think um, if I were to say what was going best now, I would say a good commercial pop. But they, they change their minds, you know. They, they, um what do you think about the dress that they wear nowadays at dances it's a bit different to what they were wearing a number of years ago um, yes it's a bit different but I think it's quite nice they're not wearing as much and that's no harm <laughs> well, they're not dressing up as much either the girls well, aren't dressing up as much well I, I think that uh, on certain nights yes they do they do dress up, and so do the fellows. I, I think they, I think in the last year now that they they dress, they're dressing much better. But I think this is a lot of uh, ballroom proprietors' own fault that they allow people in that uh, don't dress well, and also that they allow people in um, that have too much to drink and so on. I think this has been a big uh, fault with the ballroom proprietors, but I don't think it's the case anymore. It's certainly not the case with me. Dancing is by no means dead, I gather. No, no. I, I wouldn't like to say how many was here tonight, but I, I think that if you, if you look at the people going out and see them, uh, you know, very... Um, it certainly was a very large crowd. And um, both my Saturdays and Sundays now are very large. I would say, it, I would say that um, it's probably now as good as ever it was. I would say it's as good as... It's certainly better now, money-wise... You may not have quite as large a crowd as you had in the 60s, but you certainly have uh, as much money, or maybe more. How much is it in at the draw? 
Um, it was 150 in tonight, but uh, generally 130. But I think most ballrooms will be 150 by the end of the year. Is it still a good place for a boy to meet girl, the dance hall? Um, yes, I think it is. And I, I think in rural Ireland it will... I would, I would nearly go so far as to say it will probably always be because um, you don't have any, um, you don't have any uh, alcohol and uh, you, you have... Um, you must be joking. But not in the ballrooms. Well, in certainly ball- not in yes. mine. Yes. Not in the ballrooms, that's true. Not in the ballrooms. And I think that, um, that that's a good thing. I think that, that uh, people will let their sons and daughters come if they realise that there isn't too much they can get up to except after the dance. And uh, I mean, that's happening anyway. PJ Doyle. It has always puzzled me how a band knows what to play to please the dancers. The Indians leader, Sitting Bull, otherwise Eamon Keane, says... Well, it's very, very difficult to know what people want. Um, you kind of play what they react to. Um, there are changes in, in uh, you know, on the charts. We try and keep up with what we would consider middle-of-the-road pop numbers, um, numbers that will appeal to the general public, and uh, commercial pop, in other words. What about fans? Yeah, we've... We've quite a few of those, and they've certainly stood by us. They've been very loyal to us. We're seven and a half years now trading as the Indians. And with the looks of things, it seems to be only starting because um, we're still we're still holding our own crowd-wise, you know. I noticed that something that I didn't know before existed. You give out colour pictures yeah. to your fans after each dance. That That's must right. be very expensive. Well, we have, we have, we have, we have big overheads. But there was one time uh, I remember John, that stole knife we call him on stage. He was saying that the the the, uh, the, pun- the punters, as as we called them, were uh, they were having problems getting home with all the literature we were giving them. We were passing out head headbands, song words, uh, coloured photographs, and at times we often have have a choice of two or three, and. Uh, I remember John passing the remark that where, like, um, they're having problems now putting stuff in them into their bags. They're getting so much stuff, you know? Yes. Is that all part of the cult? Do you have to do this? And do all bands have to do this? Oh, well, I think it's very good because um, at least people feel they're getting something, uh, you know, some kind of a souvenir. It's good, and it's good to change our photographs, which we do. We, we change ours quite frequently. Currently, one of the Indians' most popular numbers, and I'm not surprised. They tell me it's requested all the time. I asked Big Chief Crazy Horse in Private Life, Brian Woodfull, if the band has a regular following of groupies. 
Well, I don't know the, the, the true meaning of groupies. It could be interpreted both ways. But I suppose you, you do have um, girls who, who, you know, they like to uh, be identified with people in bands and that. And, the, you know, this pop image thing, I suppose you could call a groupies. But I wouldn't say it's something like what you... But people have read about in papers in England. I, I don't think that sort of thing goes on over here at all. It's just on a, a watered-down scale. Just after the band had come off stage and were unwinding, we talked about different jobs, and Brian remarked... When you're, when you're playing in a band, you have this instant reaction. You, you know, it, it really draws the best out of you because you know when you're going well and, you know, it makes, it makes you play a lot better. And it's, this instant reaction is, is the one really good thing about the show business. That's what keeps you going. That's what you thrive on. It is really. It is really, yes. Do you not find that you're, you're so worked up on stage and you're so active, and at least you were before you broke your leg, that do you not find that when you come off the stage you're really on a sort of high? Well, I, I am like that myself. I know, um, particularly when we're playing in town, where we don't have to travel a long journey, you can, you can unwind when you're travelling a long journey back in the van. Um, but when you're in town, you arrive back home in the house and you still have this adrenaline that's just really flowing in your body. And it takes a long time to, before you can actually settle down and, and sleep. So you probably just play a few records or you know, maybe have something to eat and then go to bed around five or six o'clock. But it does, it, you get this, like a buzz really from it. Then I turned to Chris Malahi. Yeah, they call me Little Thunder in the band. What? Little Thunder. That's my uh, stage name. And you're from? I'm from uh, Milltown, County Galway. Have you been in the band business for long? I have been <laughs> quite a few years, yeah. I'd say um, it could be around 16 years, I should imagine. How did you start in this business? Well, I started when I was very young. Um, you know, there was a band in, the, in, the, in Milltown, a man called the Paramount, in fact, um, and the drummer in the band lived right next door to me. And uh, I used to, you know, the band used to rehearse in his place. And I used to, uh, used to go there to hear the band. And, uh, any, of course, any time he, he jumped out from behind the drums, maybe to stop a tape recorder or something like this, I'd jump in, you see, and I'd get in the way, you know. And it was just like that, really. I started messing about with the drums, you know. I'm still messing about with the drums. <laughs> Do you find, is this a healthy sort of life? I think it's as healthy as any other sort of life, really, you know. You, you have to get your sleep when you get back from the jobs and that. And if you get seven or eight hours each night, you're doing pretty well. I mean, you're doing as, as good as anybody else in any other job. And do you get seven or eight hours every night? I w yes, I would think seven or eight hours, yeah. What's the nasty side of this job? Well... For me, the nasty side probably is, you know, um, travelling to somewhere like even Galway or Donegal, you know, when the, when the weather is bad. The roads are bad, you have to leave earlier. You have to be more careful on the roads, sort of stuff like that. And, um, of course, it takes you longer to get home as well, you know. Then you, you probably don't even see daylight half the time, you know. You get out of bed maybe three or four in the evening because... It's, you're so late getting back, you know. That's one of the things that uh, I dislike. You know? Where you do stay overnight, are you allowed to sleep on the following morning? Do they take into account the fact that you're a show band and that you've been out half the night? Well, strangely enough, very few places do. 
Uh, there are a few hotels and we, and we go back to them regularly because of this, you know, but most places don't really. They don't take into account that you get in. You may get in at four or five. And they may expect you to get up for breakfast or at least for you to be out of the room by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you know. But um, there are, as I say, there are a few places where you can stay on, you know. Is it a good life in general, would you say? It is a good life in general, yeah, it is. It has its ups and downs like every other, like any other job. But, um, yeah, especially in our wagon. <laughs> <laughs> But tell me about the good side of it. Well, I'll tell you, for one thing, you know, you have the summer days. We're off during the summer. When we get a summer, that is. This year we haven't had very much. But, uh, you know, we're off during the days and you can go out and enjoy yourself during the day. You have the sunshine. One thing I don't like is, you know, we get back, you're travelling home there and summer's morning at about uh, maybe half six, seven o'clock and the sun is up, you know. And you say to yourself, well, look, I wish now I was just getting out of bed, you know, instead of going, getting into bed about eight. But uh, that's one of the... You just have to put up with that, you know. Your, your system really is haywire. Your inner clock is, is absolutely haywire. It's impossible to... It is, but you get used to it. You know, you do get used to it because um, when you've done it for as many years as some of us have, you know, it's, it just comes natural after a while. This unwinding period after the show is vital and surely contributes to the safety on the road home again. It's a time for talking about spare time and the future. Derry, who comes from Mullingar, told me... Uh, well, I play a bit of golf. That's one of my favourite pastimes. It was one of my favourite pastimes. We're so busy at the moment, I don't get much time. And um, I like to play records. I like country music in particular. I, I like country music. I'm a good fan of Ronnie Millsaps, for instance. Ray Lynham, another one. And... Um, That's really all I do, play golf and listen to records. So you do listen yeah. to other show bands and other people's music? Oh, yes, I do. I, I have a good interest in, in uh, the, Irish, the Irish artist, you know. When you grow old, what, what are you going to do? Next You're going to be an old Indian? What's Next year. Next year. Oh, I've thought about that. I hope eventually to start up a business of my own or keep a part of this business going, maybe get into management or... Something in that line. Is know? that a sort of natural progression to go into management? Not really, because it's a very hard business to succeed in, and a lot of people try, have tried to make it afterwards, after getting out of show business, and I, and I think they fail miserably, you know. But you have to be you're good at your job, and you have to be lucky as well, I think, you know. But, I mean, if the opportunity did arise, I certainly would consider going further in this business, you know, into management or promotions or something like that, you know. You I'm certainly worried. couldn't see yourself on the stage until you're 80. Oh, no way. No, no way. <laughs> no, maybe another five years or seven years, say. If I got another seven years, I'd be very, very happy. Yeah. Do you make money? Oh, yes. Big money? Oh, yes. <laughs> very big money? No, not very big money. No. <laughs> I, make, I make a good, decent living. Yeah. You know, decent living. And I have all the things I want out of life so far. I enjoy what I'm doing, and I get paid for what I'm doing, and I, I couldn't ask for really much more than that. You have a bash at songwriting, too, from time to time. Uh, I've tried it, all right, successfully, I must say, the first time. Uh, the first number, I, I was asked to write a, a number for Philomena Begley, who's a, she's a country and western singer in the north of Ireland, by a chap called Pascal Mooney, who has a radio programme on, on, and he asked me what I consider writing. So I, 
wrote this song anyway and sent it off to Philomena and Philomena recorded the number. What was and it? And it was called uh, Truck and Queen. She used it as the title track of her last LP. So, funny enough, it wound its way to America and it was heard by an American country artist over there called Bonnie Nelson. And she wrote to me and said that she was thinking of recording it and would I send her on particulars, which I did. So uh, the last I heard was that she recorded it live in Nashville, you know, which was a great boost to me in my first number, you know, like the first time I ever really got down to serious writing. So I have done a few since that for other artists and hope it works from there. So far, like, the reaction has been very good to any of the numbers that I've sent to other artists, you know. Medicine Crow, Shay O'Reilly, was sitting alongside. I asked him, did he not think that show bands in general are overpaid? No, I don't think so, because uh, it's such a short career, really, when you take, when you break it down, like, a fella, if he's lucky enough, gets maybe five, six years at the top making good money. But don't forget, he does a lot of work for that, you know. He does five and six nights a week. I mean, we're playing now six nights a week. Um, next weekend, then, is the bank holiday weekend, and we're playing on the Monday, which means we're playing 13 nights in a row with a lot of travelling, you know? I mean, we, tra- we could travel four hours to a place, play two hours, and four hours back. You know, most of your time is spent on the road. Yes, that's something that actually that most people don't take into account. That, they that don't. for you, too, is work. Yeah, because you're not free to do anything else. They, they see you on stage for two hours, and they think that's, that's all you do, you know? Money for jam. Yeah, but it's not. There's, I, I guarantee you, in the summer, like, our normal day's work is a lot more than and a lot more concentrated than the, the fellow who works from nine nine to five, you know. Because there's no, very few of them work right through the day without a break. Or there's very few people actually work a full two hours without a break, which we do on stage. You know, it takes a lot. Do you find it exhausting? I do at times, yeah. Because you're not just a musician, you're also an actor, you're a dancer. Well, I doubt I'm a dancer. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it does take a bit out of you. The only thing is we're, we're well used to it. We've done it, like, since we've been in school. And, you know, we've kind of known nothing else. But I guarantee if you were to take a fellow from a nine-to-five job and put him with the band for a week, he'd be on his knees after two or three days, you know, Do you because find, of the change. Yes. Do you find time to eat well, for example? I imagine that would be fairly important. It is important, and we do eat very well, you know, we stay in good class hotels and we don't take any shortcuts where food is concerned. We have what we want, you know. Uh, what will you do when you retire? Uh, I don't think I'll retire yet. <laughs> Somebody says in the background, drink. Well, I'm sure that'll be part of it. <laughs> Hopefully. But uh, I don't know. I suppose we all kind of would have the same ideas. Derry expressed there a while ago. Uh, management or something connected with the business because it's all we've ever done like you know I mean I'm hardly likely to take up brain surgery or something (laughs) 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 correspondence course (laughs) but everybody can't be a manager it it would be all chiefs and no Indians wouldn't it well uh, you know under the same heading I suppose would come cabaret or promotions, anything like that, you know. You think there's enough room in the world I haven't for, given it very much you. thought, by the way, you know. Would it worry you? Does it ever worry you that one fine day, gosh, 
this music business might just come to an end for me. And what then? Yeah, but you can worry too much about all these things, you know. I think so. Um, it's a friend of mine, actually, took sick the other day. And he's okay now, but at the same time, it makes it's a very sobering thought that all your worries about future, money, all this type of thing, you know, they really are of very little consequence where your health is concerned. There's a completely professional approach to the business of being a show band. It's their job to entertain, they do it well and enjoy it. And Sitting Bull remarked of the business after the court town show. Well, it's been very good to me. Um, and I enjoy it very much. Uh, we have a very good bunch of lads travelling around, and uh, which is very important. And we get on very well. You're the band I leader. I am, yeah. Um, a name, I think, only because, you know, the old saying, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. <laughs> no, seriously, um, no, as I say, we have a very good tribe here. And uh, we enjoy each other's company, and that's, I suppose, would be the main, the main factor in, in our success to date. We have the right approach. What does it mean being band leader? What do you have to be responsible for? Well, I'm responsible on, uh, for the band on, on the road, like, you know, uh, arranging rehearsals, uh, arranging calls, like, for dates, and uh, I also arrange the hotels. And in general, you know, I suppose general spokesman, although you couldn't say that after all I've heard <laughs> just before me. But... Um, I suppose that that'd be it. My Tell me about rehearsals. How often do you rehearse? How much in a week? Well, we try to get in one rehearsal a week because um, you need it to break the monotony on stage. You need to introduce new numbers as often as possible. I'm not saying that we get bored, uh, but it's like everything else. Um, you can get, you know, you can you can over. You can, you can overdo things, overdo numbers. It's nice to be able to drop them and come back on them then maybe a few months later, uh, reintroduce them to your programme. Meanwhile, back on the reservation, as the Indians might say, or at any rate in Dublin, the band's manager, Paddy Burns, has his job planning the future. Well, I suppose the first function of the manager is, is on the booking side as regards getting the, the dates. Now, when you get to our stage... It's not a question of getting dates, it's a question of placing the dates. Because um, when you're starting off, it's great to get a date. But when you get to our stage, well, for a start, there are so many venues looking for the band. And then you have your established venues, the promoter who comes on to you in October or November, or even earlier, maybe September, and he says, um, have you got any dates for me for next year? So therefore we get a chance to plan our diary and we plan a year in advance. So therefore we can spread ourselves out and make sure that we're not playing, overplaying an area. You know, you can, if you play an area maybe um, every other week, well, you wouldn't be very long. No matter if you were Frank Sinatra, you'd soon uh, wear out your welcome, you know. So we plan the diary in such a way that we're maybe back in a particular hall 
maybe once every six weeks or eight weeks, and that we're not back in a given area um, at least three weeks at a minimum, you know. So therefore, you're spreading it out, and it's it's more it's more fair to the promoter as well because we are giving them a chance by not overplaying the area. So that um, really the booking end of it is more planning now than actually looking for for dates, you know. And back down in Court Town, getting ready for the road home. The Indians have been cleaning off their war paint and packing their costumes and boarding the minibus for home. Have we all the cases in? Yeah. Yep. Everybody in? Yeah. No, right. Brian's not Look in. at them. Brian. OK, Brian, let's go. See you, PJ. Start her up there. Chris. Okay. Alright, lad. Let's go. Cheerio, PJ. Bye, lad. Bye. Bye now. Bye, Chris. Take us home. Where's the line? And so, home again, as the dawn crept over the scalp and the sugar loaf. I had spent the whole night with the Indians from nine o'clock when we set out all bright and cheerful for Court Town Harbour until we got back at six o'clock next morning, tired and perhaps a little strained. And during all that time, there wasn't what my mother would call a single bad word from one of them. They're a nice bunch of lads. <laughs>